0: This is a special installment of the Unscripted Interview Podcast. In it, I discussed the 48-hour film project with John Maynard and Corey Fowler from Word of Mouth Pictures and John Doss from Sublime Media Group. This one was recorded fairly late, so, as I mentioned in the show, we were all quite loopy. You will undoubtedly be informed and entertained.
1: My name is Corey. Uh, I've suddenly forgot the name of the movie.
0: (laughs) I believe that was a dilemma.
1: A dilemma. Quite Um, the dilemma you were facing. Yes, it was quite the dilemma uh, with uh, Word of Mouth Productions. I was writer and boom boy.
2: (laughs) I think they called that best boy. Um, You were the best boy. Uh, I'm John Maynard. Um, I'm also a member of Team Word of Mouth. I, I guess you would say I was the executive producer slash director slash writer slash editor slash everything on A Dilemma.
3: And I am John Doss, and uh, I sh- uh, two films, um, Gino and the Rat, I edited and scored, and my film's name is what? Punchline? <laughs> Punchline, co-directed, filmed, edited, uh, did I do anything else? I don't know
0: probably. You were the key grip, don't forget. I was the key grip as well. So you kept up with everybody's keys. Nice. Craft services. We're a little bit loopy tonight, ladies and gentlemen. It's kind of late, but uh, (laughs) we're going to talk about each of these films and how they were made. They were made through something called the 48-Hour Film Project, which tasks filmmakers with making a movie within two days, doing the whole shebang in two days. Uh, So I guess who would like to give a better summary than I just did of what the 48-Hour Film Festival is? Anybody? Anybody? You're okay. Yeah.
2: Um, <clears throat> well, the forty-eight hour film project is a—it's is, it, an organization, uh, or it's, it's a competition that's ran by uh, this. Uh, it's an international comp, uh, competition where you get a team, uh, you enter, and pay a, a registration fee, and uh, uh, you go to a kickoff. And at the kickoff event, uh, they unveil uh, three. Uh, elements that have to appear in your film. Uh, the three elements are the character, and the character usually has a uh, an occupation that they, not usually, they have an occupation that, that, that has to be involved with the character, a line of dialogue, and a prop. Uh, those three things have to show up in your short film, and then uh, each team comes up and draws a genre out of a hat, fishbowl, whatever they have. Uh, genres range from, uh, musical slash western to horror, suspense, dark comedy, film to film, um, all kinds. Uh, fantasy. They even have some like uh, what they call wild card genres, which are a bit more, um, uh, they're just a bit out there. Uh, do you Like zombie film would be one of the uh, wild card genres. So you, uh, you draw a genre and then you have 48 hours from the kickoff moment to write, shoot, edit, score, and deliver your film. So the kickoff is usually at seven o'clock on Friday and you have until seven o'clock on Sunday. You can turn it in any time before that, but right at seven o'clock they close the doors and they'll still allow you to turn it in, but it won't be in for the competition. Uh, It can win an audience award, but it can't go on from there.
0: That was a much more thorough explanation than I gave. (laughs) You're based in Louisville, so where is the competition at in Louisville?
2: Well, we, for the past, like, uh, six years, they've done the kickoff at Molly Malone's, which is a, mm-hmm. a restaurant on uh, Barstown Road, or Baxter. Is it on Baxter or Barstown? Yeah. That area. It doesn't matter. I think it's Barstown. Yeah. They know what it yeah. is. Yeah. I could say Barstown know. Road. Yeah, everybody knows. Um, and then they do the screenings, usually, at Village 8. That oh. might change, because Village 8's been... Bought by like a medical company. I heard they were
0: going to shut it down. Yeah. How, they well, haven't shut it
2: down yeah. yet. So keep I love those that
0: theater. Across. Yeah, that's a that's a great yeah. theater. Uh, now, John, your other John, John Doss, you're based in Bowling Green, and I know your competition is a little bit different. So break that one down.
3: So ours is for uh, through WKU, Western Kentucky University, and um, it's not a part of the National Forty Eight Hour Film Project. So you know, if you win that competition. Uh, at WKU, you do not go on to the Nationals. Um, But uh, it's structured a little differently. Everyone gets the same genre out of the hat. Everyone gets all, there are five elements that we have to have, a prop, a location, line of dialogue, uh, and so forth. But uh, everyone gets the same genre, and I really think that it sounds a lot more fun to see Different genres, like you guys experienced,
2: yeah, it, it definitely kind of it throws a wrench in the system a bit because if you get a genre that you hate, or maybe that isn't in your wheelhouse, it can it can really hamstring you, or you ignore it. Yeah, a lot of people do. And they just do comedy. Yeah. So. That's
3: yeah, that's funny. Yeah. But like with ours, you know, uh, I've only participated twice, but you know, it gets when you're screening these films, it gets really monotonous when they're all musicals or they're all horror films. You know, so it'd be really fun to see what how people incorporate those elements into other genres. Um,
0: Tell us about the films you show tonight, just like the plot and the things you drew and how difficult or easy it was to work those things into your story.
3: In Gino and the Rat, the first thing they drew was genre and it was musical and the whole room just kind of went, ah, it was a big sigh moment. You had to incorporate a cane, a, Line of dialogue that said, we are are students students committed committed to to making a difference. difference." Looks like this call's getting dropped.
1: (laughs) Hey boss, he's the guy that did them things. Oh yeah? What things? He was texting with the cops. I saw it! With my own eye! Oh really? Mm. You're a rat!
3: You're a rat! Now you'll die and that's a fact! You'll get whacked and then hacked into tiny little
2: stacks! Which we could cut you slack, but we won't! Sorry, Jack! How you want it done, boss?
3: And um, you had to use a building with pillars and a texting student. So, uh, I wasn't directing for this one, but I, I know that almost all of those elements were chosen um, as kind of throwaway elements for that, for that film, and I think it really hurt us. So you know, the line of dialogue was just on the radio, it wasn't a part of the story. You know, uh, the texting student was kind of part of the story, but it was just kind of inserted. It wasn't it didn't dr- it had no driving force to it, and I think those things really hurt us in the first film. So when we went to do the second film, um, we made the decision to make all of the elements major parts of the film because I think I from the way WKU judges at least, um, and I don't know how it is with you guys with the with the Louisville festival, but I think they really looked at that as as being important so um so you know the line of dialogue i think we said it eight times <laughs> you know um the main character was the character chosen
0: i don't think you said the the stuff you drew for the second one.
3: right so uh the second one had to be a horror film you had to feature a ball peen hammer you had to have a schizophrenic clown the line we sleep and eat with death
2: Leave me alone! I hate
1: you! I made you. I <laughs> mind! No!
2: You're nothing without me. I
1: hate you! Do you think they really care?
2: We sleep and eat with death!
3: And you had to use a car wash. And we made all of those major elements of the film. You know, the death happens with the hammer. The clown is the killer. The car wash is where he captures her, you know.
2: That's such an interesting line. Like, we sleep and eat with death. <laughs> That's so, so ominous. Uh, I think, like, one year, ours was uh, uh, the prop was a ball. And uh, the line of dialogue was. I can't make it fit or something like that. I mean, it was it was a euphemism just waiting to happen. I mean, it was. I
1: feel like I'm almost upset that the genre that you all got was horror. Because, I know. Like, I would have loved to have seen like. Some, like, child's movie about, like, we sleep and eat with death.
3: Right? No, I, actually, it was another sigh moment for The Room because uh, everything just lined up too perfectly for horror film. The yeah. ball peen hammer, the, the schizophrenic clown. It was too perfect, and everybody kind of wished that, that another genre had been picked or something. So
1: I get the notion of things being too perfect, uh, personally, because I'm too perfect. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, okay, well, do you want to talk about our film?
1: I would love to. Okay. Um, ooh, we're going to angle the mic towards me because I'm important <laughs> right now. Um, we did... Uh, still can't remember the name. A Dilemma. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we drew uh, suspense, thriller, vague. Um, we, we had to have someone named Trey Balderson who was a contractor. Um, we had to have mm-hmm. a bowl... And we had to say the line of dialogue of, um, I believe it was, uh, "I've got three words for you" or something, something along those lines. Um, actually, putting that into a script was uh, kind of easily, relatively speaking, with regards to making a script. Um, that is not to say that writing it was in any way easy. Um, it was like pulling teeth out of a cat. Um, <laughs> uh, it, I mean, it was. It, it, sort of all of our different personalities and where we were in our lives came together in a beautiful cacophony of garbage. Um, <laughs> we, we could not agree on anything. You have John, the, the youth minister, trying to sort of sermonize and make sure that it was nice and wholesome while at the same time he wanted to kill someone. Um, <laughs>
2: Nice and wholesome, while uh, Tarantino-esque violence. Yeah,
1: I think Tarantino is the epitome of of wholesome. Um, but we also had another another member of our team, uh, whose name is Curry, which is just a stupid name. And, and anyways, I'm just messing with him. Uh, but he wanted it to be kind of like uh, he didn't he didn't want us to subvert it, and wanted it to be like I don't know. Nice and not kill him. And that would be the subversion of the genre was that we didn't kill the guy that we were beating up. Um, and then I wanted to just kill him. And I didn't I just wanted it like to be just dope and just like kill the guy. And we argue for like four hours about like how we get these things together. And you know the the we spoke about the the three words, and we had kind of nailed down the notion of there being these three.
2: Well, the line, the line uh, I've got three words for you, really kind of played in easily to the writing of the script because it's such a, I mean, it's just a very fluid line to put into a script. Uh, but when it comes to the 48-hour film project, the, sometimes the goal is to not be on the nose with everything. Uh, you want to make it um, flow in a way where you don't notice it because everyone's looking for it. Or at least everyone in the every every filmmaker is is looking for how you used it. So if you can make your film good enough to where they're not sure or they they weren't able to point out and be like, oh, there was, you know.
1: <clears throat> so yes, uh, as I was saying,
2: <laughs> um, anytime you go off the rails, I'm just going to pull the mic from you.
1: That sounds great, but we were trying to nail down these three. The, the script ended up with us having these three notions uh, of justice, mercy, and grace.
2: grace.
0: Do you know the difference? No, man. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs>
2: Why am I here? What are you doing? I need you to help me choose. I have three words for you justice mercy grace when
0: one man wrongs another he is faced with one of those three options what
2: did i do what did you do
0: what did you do you killed my wife you killed my daughter no no man
2: this isn't right it would be so much easier if you did not play these games with me look at me look look you recognize me you know who i am there it is realization see i know who you are you are Trey Balderson. Contractor, your ugly mug has been imprinted in my mind. I see it every time I close my eyes. Just let me go, man. Not yet.
1: Even trying to figure out what those three things meant was difficult. Uh, Philosophically, uh, we we sort of, what is mercy? What is grace? Those conversations were happening while writing. Uh, It was too much. Uh, which was difficult and I guess that was a learning experience for our team of of figuring out just how to work together to not spend all night Friday night arguing
2: yeah I mean it was probably because we've done multiple of these 48 hour film projects it was that was probably the one script that where where we had the most conflict uh, trying to actually land the plane so
0: did the idea come right away
2: no um, we, at first,
1: it was supposed to be, we had a, we had a completely different script about like...
2: Yeah, we usually like, have one storyline and then we'll start uh, note carding it out, like writing out all of the scenes on a note card, what the conflict is and whether or not it ends positive or negative. Uh, and usually as we are writing it out on note cards, we realize how dumb it is (laughs) and we completely change gears. What was the first idea? Was it like something about like spies or something like that?
1: I think it might've been. Yeah. Yeah. Like kidnapping someone who was a spy and then like, like ended up like one of the spies got like tied to a chair and like, we kind of like, they were doing it and I hated it and I was just like, look, this is garbage. Throw it out. But I do like the chair and tying someone to it and murdering them. That's,
0: How long did the scripting process take?
2: Uh, that it, usually in the 48-hour film project, when you've done it multiple times, you usually try to parse out uh, your your hours and hit a deadline. Like so, I, so I you had tr- a schedule. I try to at least have. A first draft by midnight on Friday. Mm -hmm. That's like my goal. I think we've only made that like once or twice out of the (laughs) multiple times that we've done it. Um, That year, I don't think I had the rough draft until, or the first draft until three in the morning. Oh wow! And then we didn't even finish the script probably until about an hour before, you know, call time. Wow! Uh, So yeah, it was it was a tough one. What about
0: you, John, uh, with yours and the scripting process? Punchline: We
3: we had a script by three and we did one draft. Because <laughs> we were tired and...
2: <laughs> yeah, was, I usually like write the first draft all on my own with no input from anyone and then I'll read it and they'll tell me how it is terrible and tell me what it, that it just needs to be thrown out the window.
0: Do you work with the schedule on yours? Um,
3: we had a, sh- a tight shooting schedule, but uh, for the writing, um, you know, pretty much everyone bailed on us. That night, except for two of us, so we just hashed it out together, and we just, we sat there until it was done, and we were happy at 3 a.m.
2: <laughs> hey, John, I have a question for you. Sure. Uh, did you guys storyboard at all? Did you have time to no, do that? No, nothing. So you didn't no. get to block out any shots, or? I,
3: I had some ideas in my head, because I had written it, you know, I think that makes it easier when you're shooting and, mm-hmm. and developing the idea. Uh, so I had a few shots in my head, uh, but mostly we were figuring it out because we didn't even know where our location was going to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, we found our location and literally just set up. We, we were dragging gear with us, hoping that places were open, and we just set up and started shooting. So um, even the, the first the opening shot with the girl in the chair against the curtain, and it's just the big wide shot with mm-hmm. him coming in, like not planned uh, until that moment.
2: That <laughs> was a good opening shot.
0: Thank you. I like that a lot. Talk uh, about the location scouting and like how how you how you found stuff and and the links you went to. <laughs> well, for Punchline, um, we we knew we really wanted a stage,
3: um, and we were really hoping for a red curtain, so we had planned that. Um, and we tried to to get like the Capitol Theater in Bowling Green, but no one was answering the phone and found out later if we could have gotten through they would have let us use it but uh, so uh, we really wanted that stage so we went to Western's campus where there there are a few stages and we went straight to Van Meter uh, Hall and the door was unlocked and we just walked in and nobody was in there and we're like you think we can really shoot here and everybody was like "Uh, let's just do it until they kick us out So, you know, we had Megan in there tied to a chair as well, just screaming all day, screaming to the top of her lungs, and no one ever came to check on us, anything. I don't know if anyone was in the building or if they could hear it outside, but uh, we were all thinking that was pretty scary. Yeah. Like, like, hey, here's a place you can get away with something.
2: <laughs> uh, for us, like, I always try to make a list of, of people that have either unique business connections um, that who's who who maybe it's a bridge we haven't burned yet you know Right. (laughs) Uh, well we've used machine shops uh, which are very um, uh, flexible as far as like you, you can turn the lights off and you can pretty much get any look that you want we really trashed one a closet for one 48-hour film project, we put fake blood everywhere. And it was <laughs> corn syrupy, and I had to go back two days later because they were pretty upset that we didn't get it cleaned <laughs> up. Um, but yeah, I try to I try to have a list of people that I know who have connections either to businesses. Um, this, uh, for A Dilemma, uh, once we uh, landed on an idea, uh, I was just like, I, I know a person who has what we need if they'll let us in their house. And they did and so we were kind of lucky normally like when you write your script uh, especially if you're doing the 48hour film project you kind of want to uh, r- limit yourself to what you know you have access to um, because if you if your script is too tied to a certain location and you don't get it then then good luck right uh, so if you can write a, you know a live for a living room that's great because mm-hmm. everyone has a live or not everyone but those are. Are plentiful. And how
0: much space did you say you're working with down there?
2: Gosh, it was probably about 8x8, eight eight, maybe a little bit long, bigger. It's probably 10x10. 10 10, maybe 10x10. Maybe 12x12. 10 10. <laughs> 12 12.
1: Um, uh, let's not go overboard. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> how much
0: equipment did you have down there with you? Uh,
2: we had quite a bit. Um, we set up, It was. we had two cameras, a Blackmagic Cinema Camera and a Blackmagic uh, Pocket Cinema Camera, because uh, we wanted to try to shoot uh, both... Points of view at the same time. Mm-hmm. We weren't necessarily able to do that uh, without getting the cameras in the shot. Uh, so instead, we shot point of view with a uh, with a, a wide angle as well, and we did that for both points of view, so that we got so that we could flip flop, get a bunch of different looks.
0: Uh, John, I know uh, you shot at a few uh, John Doss. I, I, I keep forgetting to specify which John I'm talking to. I know you've got some different spots around Bowling Green and Gino and the Rat. Do you feel, like, self-conscious at all or worried when you shoot out in public without permission, or you just, like, do it until you, somebody tells you to stop?
3: Uh, in Bowling Green, I, I don't ever feel threatened about it. I, We shoot all over the place all the time. I don't think anyone cares there. I don't know how Louisville is.
2: Well, the the actual, like, the 48-hour film project requires location releases. So you have to like, right. you have to get permission. You have to have somebody sign off.
3: So. Even if you're in a public place, so. well, if
2: you're in a public place like a park, it doesn't matter. Uh, but if you're if you're using a patio sure. or like it, the stage area, they would have wanted a location release. Does
3: Louisville have any photography rules like that you have to follow or?
2: Not really, no. that, I, that I'm aware of. I know some cities do. Yeah. <clears throat> I hope they don't. Yeah. Well, we haven't <laughs> we haven't gotten yelled at yet, so
0: had some interesting makeup and in punchline the clown makeup talk talk a little bit about that
3: uh you know that was all Corey. cory's the actor who who played that character and he he wrote the part um he he did his own makeup he he was kind of in a joker mood i think because it's very joker-esque you know from from dark knight but um uh i had no i didn't even have say over that we just let him do his thing
0: I know I know you're a big horror guy, so I thought you might have uh, designed designed the face. No. Nope. So uh, John Maynard, uh, you guys have done seven now, right? Yeah, maybe six, maybe seven. Not sure. <laughs> Lost crack. count. Tell me about the new one you did because it seemed like it's a little more elaborate. You're talking about that gym shot you got.
2: Yeah, well, uh, for the 2016 uh, 48-hour film project, we did a. Uh, it was entitled Walk. Uh, we drew. Uh, This year they did something different. They allowed you to to draw two categories or two genres, uh, which we were really excited about because that means you know gives you uh, a greater possibility of drawing something that you might like. And we drew uh, period piece (laughs) and road movie. So uh, I don't think, or I will define what each of those are, just in case you're. Listeners don't know. Sure, uh, a period piece has to be set in a certain time frame, normally not the present. So right. that requires costumes. That requires a lot that we didn't have. Uh, road film tends to be like the buddy cop, the buddy cop genre, where it's like two friends who are out on a road trip. <laughs> you know, you think of planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, even a National Lampoon's Vacation. Um, so we took. We decided that we were going to do road film. Well, first, we decided we were going to do period piece, but then we were like, nope, that's stupid. Not, well, our idea was stupid. So we went with kind of a subversion of the road film. Uh, so we, um, we did this one called Walk, and the idea was that uh, we always try, or I do, when I, when I come to the 48-hour film project, I get a picture in my head that I think is striking, that I think would make people wonder what's happening so we started uh off with this picture of a a girl walking on a country road without any shoes on and it 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 looks like maybe she's just escaped some sort of abusive situation so we started with that and we built off that and uh yeah we uh we felt like that last year's uh ended up really good Um, the we I had a couple really cool shots that um, turned out really, really well, but also was just really simple. Two main actors uh, uh, and the young lady who who played kind of the main character never acted. I brought her on to do makeup because she's a phenomenal makeup Mm -hmm. artist. And we were like, she's kind of perfect for this role. If you watch (laughs) it, uh, you can see why she was perfect for the role because she just nailed it. Was awesome
0: awesome Uh, do you find uh, now that you've done a bunch of these is it a lot easier or does it never stop being like super difficult
2: you think it will get easier Um, (laughs) uh, well what I what I enjoy about it is the cooperative effort Uh, it can get heated sometimes in the writing room whenever uh, when because you're always killing each other's darlings you know everybody has the best idea and you have to land somewhere and no one, you know, it, it, you really just have to tear, tear it out of other people's grips and say, this is what we're going to do. We have to make a decision. Um, so every year you think it's going to get better. Every year you think, I'm going to get the genre I want. I'm going to get this, I'm going to get this, this, and this. Uh, one year, we, uh, somebody had a, a story idea that was so good that we couldn't not do it. And we ended up drawing superhero film. Oh no! And we were just like, how in the heck? I couldn't get this idea out of my head. But we ended up pulling it off, and we won an award for it. So
0: yeah, okay, what was that idea?
2: That was uh, I am the good guy. The uh, the idea was, uh, what if we had a guy? What if what if the devil was walking around, but he wasn't the devil. Like everyone treated him like the devil, but he was just a regular guy. Like that was the idea. Just like
1: a, a, a red guy with some horns. Yeah, it's just like a, a dude <laughs> like who just has fire. who has
2: who has you know the powers of the dark lord and 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 <laughs> horns and red skin, but yet he's just a guy. You know, and it, we, the idea was just so strange that it, I couldn't get it out of my head. And we were like, well, what if what if he is what if people think he's a villain, but He's really the good guy. Right. And, and so we just like, yeah, let's do that. And so we went with that. And we, we had like, he was, he was working in an office where they made children's uh, illustrated books. And he was in a child, like a, a children's illustrator that drew like rainbow unicorns and stuff <laughs> like that. Uh, and there was a, a resident superhero that was like a bully to him, and they end up getting in a fight in the parking lot. That's awesome. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny.
0: Yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> you two work in broadcast. What, what's your background?
2: At first, I
1: was asked to hold a microphone. hmm <laughs> Um...
2: That's exactly what you were asked to do. And you did it wonderfully. I did it
1: wonderfully uh, up until the end when we realized I was in all the shots. Um, (laughs) uh, Standing there holding a microphone.
2: Just crush the blacks.
1: Crush crush them. Um, And I think over the years I sort of um, started doing more writing stuff. Um, I think that's where I really shine through the most is writing. Um, Sort of editing his garbage. Um, (laughs) and then and then being there uh during filming i still hold the microphone but i also say like i don't know somewhat
2: uh, directing is kind of a I, though i would though i tend to claim the role a bit uh, it's it's still that is also a cooperative process sure. if somebody sees something that needs to be different they'll speak up and say it so corey started out as a pa and a, and a boom Boom boy, boom boy, uh, but yeah, it's a yeah, good rap name. As you get involved with it, the more you do, the more you want to do. And uh, I'm the kind of person considering. I kind of I since I'm the one that pays the registration fee, I'm the leader of our group. <laughs> um, so, I, but I don't like to just hoard everything. I like to give people as many possibilities or uh, as many chances to do stuff. Like, if they want to act, you can act. If if this year you want to direct. I'll let you direct a little bit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How many uh, scripts have you done now?
2: Um, I think I've worked in the writing
1: process in four or five. It's hard to say after so many.
0: One thing with me, like I've, I've had ideas before, but I've always struggled with the writing a script just because of the format. I don't get it. Uh, like, was that easy for you?
1: Um, I mean, he does most of the actual typing.
2: Oh. I, I'm the only one with final drafts. So oh, he yeah.
1: hoards the laptop. I would like to, you know...
2: Every so often, someone tries to take it from me, and I'm like, you don't know how to use it. Like, <laughs> you're just going to be like, Grr, like I don't yeah. know what he's
1: trying to say uh, about <laughs> me as a person and my abilities. Um, but I would say that, like, I don't know I don't know if you've noticed, but I might be a little assertive. Um So it wasn't necessarily difficult to uh, tell John that uh, he has some things to improve on in the writing (laughs) process. But uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like we've gotten into this sort of groove where uh, we sort of come up with an idea. Uh, He goes off in a little corner and writes it out. um, And then we just sort of make make fun of things going on in the world uh, for like 10 minutes. (laughs) He comes back. tells us sort of, reads the script out, and then we we sort of say like, oh, let's extend this, let's change this line, let's uh, crisp this up, that sounds like completely unnatural. Um, what if we added this scene? Um, let's just ditch the whole thing because it's bad. Just whatever needs to happen. Um, so it's a, I would say like, there is still writing because a lot of it, um, a lot of the times there are whole sections of, of the the script that is is sort of one person's. Um, input mostly
2: yeah if, if someone has like a question on what this person should say in this given moment i'll just i'll say okay tell me what you think they should say so and then i'll just type it down so
1: cool so, so I, I guess it's it's sort of a co-writing editing type thing i don't know. collaborative i guess
0: yeah Cool. Okay, John. Technically, I know your, your background. John and I went to high school together. For, for the uninformed listeners at home, tell us about your background with film, like where you started. And I want to do a whole episode on you for the Sublime story because you have a very inspirational, awesome story. If you want to like touch upon that a little bit, that would okay. be cool.
3: So uh, I went to MTSU for audio recording. I was in bands, like tons of bands growing up and uh, I really didn't think of myself doing anything else but music in some capacity and I thought, you know, getting behind the scenes is easier than becoming a big musician, right? So um, so I went to school for that and while I was there, I got really burned out <laughs> with audio. I, I really was falling out of love with audio and I had a few um, video classes that I was falling in love with. Um, And so I you know, they were very much intro classes, so I didn't get to do much in in college with that But um, when I graduated finding an audio job was was not happening Um, And then I found um, I found a video editing position uh, That I really didn't think I was qualified for but it was in Calhoun, Kentucky, which is population 900 And I thought who is applying for this job? (laughs) so I applied for it and uh, They were willing to teach me as I you know Let me learn as as they were paying me and I worked there for three years um, Learned a lot put together a demo reel uh, Saw a job at WBKO in Bowling Green um, for producing commercials uh, applied for that Got that job and uh, from there I met a Bunch of people that were you know big video nerds, so uh, I met Austin Albany and um, Our very first thing that we did was uh, Together was punchline actually oh. so I mean that was five years ago And and we ended up winning that Of course again. That was WKU. So we won $500 and we We had heard of, <laughs> that's it It nice. was it was awesome, but uh, <laughs> We
2: I'll had, trade you my piece of paper. <laughs> I won't. That's
1: my
3: piece of paper, too. That $500 <laughs> is long gone. <laughs> so we we had heard of this uh, company called MoFilm. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. MoFilm. Uh, I don't know how active it is now, but definitely check it out. It's MoFilm.com. They're a UK-based company that does commercial contests. And they're international commercial contests with Huge brands: Coca Cola, Adobe, um, uh, Chevy, all you know, Walmart, Doritos. Doritos. No, that was different. Uh, <laughs> but you tried, no. but um, <laughs> so there was this Chevy contest to create a commer- uh, commercial for Chevy, and we decided to take our five. We didn't have a lot of gear at the time, so we decided to take our five hundred dollars winnings and put it towards. Making a commercial for a contest. <laughs> so okay. That's what no, that's a good idea. We spent all of that money on a on a whim Trying to do this contest. We rented gear we rented lights. We, we rented a location um, and That didn't end up placing at all. It was it was an awesome. We thought it was really good, but it didn't end up placing uh, We then took that and sold that spot we re tagged it and sold it to Western because it was it was about anxiety, in 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 driving a um, uh, an electric car, range anxiety is what they called it. Okay, uh, getting from point A to point B was very stressful. So we sold it to Western's counseling department as an anxiety PSA, <laughs> <laughs> and that spot went on to win an Emmy. Oh wow! Which was just fantastic. Yeah, so that was the cool. very first thing we did together. Really, well after punchline, so. We kept entering these Mofilms, and uh, I think the second or third entry was for Walmart, and we placed third internationally. So um, a couple of months after that, um, we found out that through Mofilm, you can get grants. Is this good? Is this, oh, yeah. this is all? So we found out you can get grants. Morning, so so you, you submit your idea. They, they give you a brief for what they were looking for in a commercial. You submit your idea... And if they like it well enough, they'll give you a grant to make the commercial. As long as you turn in what you said you would, you get the grant. It doesn't matter if you win or not. So we applied for this $1,500 grant for uh, an Adobe commercial. And we shot this commercial in literally an hour. We, With the grant money, uh, a lot of the entrants are like from USC, different places like that, or you know, they're in L.A., and they have to pay location fees and actor fees and and all these these costs that we don't have here. So we took this fifteen hundred dollar grant and bought equipment with it. So we bought an, a, a nice lens, a lav mic, all these different things. And um, we ended up winning that commercial contest, like first place, which netted us eight thousand dollars and a trip to Cannes. Wow! <laughs> oh my gosh! Which was awesome. Um,
2: Corey, Corey, we've been going about this all wrong. I'm, I'm telling I've only,
1: you, I've only just got a piece of paper and um, <laughs> lost.
3: So to make it all short, because I could go on and on about this, but to make it a little shorter, um, we just kept applying for grants, and I think winning early on helped us because they they took notice of us and they liked our work, and so over the course of two years, we got like thirty thousand dollars in grants. Wow! And nice. for, for us, again. We'd, we 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 didn't have many fees to pay to, mm-hmm. to, to produce a commercial, so we just kept buying gear. Yeah. We bought an re 650 mm-hmm. kit, wow. a Kino Flow, endless amounts of nice, endless amounts of gear, and uh, we it it really jump started our business. And from there, you know, uh, having all these commercials with big brands. Attached to them really helped us get a lot of local business as well. So yeah. that's, that's awesome. kind of
0: the gist of it Yeah, no, that's that's exactly what I was looking for because again This is a resource for filmmakers and I think right. a lot of people don't know that and they'd be interested in uh, doing that And uh, you, you forgot to mention that Forrest Whitaker was supposed to give you an award at Cannes.
3: That's true we were um, when we went to Cannes Forrest Whitaker was supposed to be the presenting host and he ended up not being there uh, he had a conflict uh, it was at the Cannes Lion Festival, by the way. It wasn't the Cannes Film Festival. We we won a trip to the Lion Festival, which is a marketing festival. Okay. Um, but who ended up being there was the creator of uh, Oh, what show was that? I can't remember. What's in it? He's a. Uh, I was right on the tip of my tongue. Uh, some major show creator was there (laughs) i ended up talking to him for like an hour but you know when we were there we we sat which we thought was huge at the time we thought oh we're making these great contacts uh we sat with the you know the marketing guy from coca-cola and he was at our dinner table you know (laughs) but uh it was pretty exciting
1: yeah that's awesome that sounds exciting i've never had uh Someone who works for Coca Cola at a table with me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a very inspirational story, and that's I really admire that about you because it's it's very rare to see a homegrown business like that succeed. And you're we you probably don't want to talk about that, do you? About leaving? We can talk about it okay, I, I I didn't know if you were official like leaving WBKO or. Oh, uh, talk yeah. Sure. Okay, so you are uh, you're about to go full time with Sublime, huh? Uh,
3: my exit. I I've set July as my. Uh, I'm not going to be there past July, so it might be May. It might be June. It might be July, but I'm Leaving soon. I've I've been working for the past three years to pay off my debt So I'm now debt-free except my house and that's going to mitigate my risk and uh, It's been a long road and the whole time working full-time day job coming home editing nights and weekends every night my wife is is my wife wants me to quit three months ago
2: yeah this is where you like insert the uh, <laughs> applause from the crowd well I, I was
0: thinking maybe the quote from braveheart
2: Freedom!
0: you do weddings you do commercials are you going to fit another film in there anytime soon another 48 hour or another short uh, we've
3: been talking about doing 48-hour film festival again sometime. Um, I know some friends are doing it this year that uh, if I end up having time, I might jump in on with them, not as a major role, but just to be there and support. Um, but other than that, uh, we're working on a documentary right now um, and just doing our, our corporate videos, man, paying bills. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you've landed some pretty major accounts too. You do forty-eight hours every year, right? Forty-eight hours. Yeah. Hour yeah. Film. John. John made one of my favorite shorts we've shown, "Nearly Dead." Any like short films? I know you. you talked a little yeah, bit I about talked that a little last
2: bit last about week about uh, what I would like to do. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's
0: nothing on the schedule what, yet. What
2: about you, man? What, yeah. What's on the horizon for you? For for
1: me with respect to filmmaking? Yes. Um, or life? No. Let's keep, <laughs> let's, keep it, <laughs> let's keep it. Let's keep it PG. And so. Uh, Filmmaking, I don't know. I, I am always up for it. It's always something that's fun to do. Really
2: it's just whether or not I call him. Right. Yeah,
1: I'm always at his, his, his beck and call. Really. Um, <laughs> if he needs a boom boy, I'm there. But uh, That sounds so weird. <laughs> look, I You're mean my boom boy. Ooh. <laughs> I love being your boom boy. That, but um that could
0: be another name for Hitman too. Yeah. Ooh.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: That could be your so. next next movie Hitman comedy, the ooh, Boom Boy.
1: Hitman. Bloodborne four. I really Bored like
0: way. that you guys are talking about
3: collaborating a lot and like um, not you know as a director. Lots of directors have egos, <laughs> so I, and I'm sure you might have a little because you know I do when I'm up there too. But um, you know mm-hmm. allowing people to speak up, mm-hmm. I really like that. Like we try to do that as well.
2: I, I try not as I lean into the microphone and pull it toward <laughs> me. I try not to have an ego. No, when it comes to when it comes. I I enjoy doing the 48-hour film project a lot. It's a great chance to bring friends together and do something fun. And if they're not having fun, they're not gonna do it. And if I'm a jerk, then they're not gonna wanna do it again. And I've just kind of realized that, you know what, if if I can, you know, and it's not really my personality to be like um, a taskmaster or anything like that. It, I, I kind of have this as a personal motto, like what I like to do is take a good idea and make it a great idea. Uh, And I don't think I'm the only person who should be doing that. You know, I feel like if somebody has a good idea, I could have a good idea, and Corey could make it a great one. And I feel like that's what the collaborative process is, is you take the best idea and you make it an even, even better idea. I don't know why I'm looking at you. you um, uh, shut I feel
1: up. of the need to say something because uh, I've been looked at. Um, I guess I am the one with the ego. Um, no. That's the trick. I, you make sure that your boom mic operator is the one with the, <laughs> with the ego um, so that he can tell you that your ideas are garbage. <laughs> that's it.
0: Yeah. Any closing thoughts? Anything you guys want to talk about? Uh, plugs? Anything such as that, like plugs for things. Now I'm not talking about the earring thing.
3: Well, we never got to gear. I, oh, I, yes. I wanted to ask you about the Blackmagic camera and how much you like it and what do you like and not like about it. Maybe uh,
2: I bought my Blackmagic camera <clears throat> like when when Blackmagic first uh, brought out the cinema camera. Uh, that was when uh, I had just shot nearly dead and was looking at that. We shot that on a uh, on a Sony FS100, and I was looking into buying my own equipment and. Um, Blackmagic had just came out with their cinema camera and looked at it and was just like, man, this is great, and saw that it came with a, a full version of DaVinci Resolve, and I was like, I, this is the camera I feel like I should buy. Uh, and of course, you know, Blackmagic has gone off to, right, you know, yeah. their product line has exploded with the URSA, the URSA Mini. And
3: now the URSA Mini Pro, Pro I think. Yeah, yeah they just so, you know, dropped that this last week. Yeah, we're looking at, we're gonna have to get a new camera this year because, I mean, with weddings, we do like three, four cameras sometimes. So, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. one of our cameras went out this year. So, oh, yeah. and I, the Mini Pro came out the other day, and I'm like, hmm. uh, but I've never used one at all. Yeah,
2: it's suit there. You know, I feel like I, at work, at the place that I work, we uh, for uh, for our shoots, we use a uh, a Canon uh, C300. Mm-hmm. It's a great it's a great camera. Uh, you can you can over crank on it. You can get up to 120 frames per second. Uh, good dynamic range, uh, but it Canon cameras can just they can any camera can be complicated if you don't know how to use it. Sure. But the Black Magic, and the touch screen on the back, it's just it, I don't know, it's just so intuitive. Really. Uh, now I don't know about the uh, Ursa. I haven't played around too much with the Ursa, but I I feel like the interfaces it still uh, has it, the touch screens. Yeah, so. I feel like it's still the same. Uh, you know, there are definitely some. Um, uh, pluses and minuses when it comes to the Blackmagic camera. Uh, great uh, uh, dynamic range, uh, an amazing quality of picture. Uh, not great in low light. You got to remember that. Mm. Not I've done. Right. I, now, granted, I've done weddings with it, and the the pictures turned out great. But once you crank it up, past, you know the ISO past 800 to 1600, you're getting a really grainy picture. Right. Um, so I just keep that in mind, but I, I'm a huge fan of Black Magic.
3: Do you uh, shoot in RAW a lot?
2: Or yeah, just oh, yeah. exclusively yeah. or not exclusively? No, it really just depends on what it is. Like, uh, you, let's take weddings for example. Sure, I'll shoot the ceremony and in RAW, uh, but when we get to you know the reception, no. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. Shoot, I'm not. I'm not shooting that in 2.5k. I'm, I'm and see with the receptions the and
3: this may be getting way off key but with receptions. <laughs> you know, I, I'm constantly at 6400 on mm-hmm. a C100 Mark II. Yeah. Uh, so I can't see that being very benefit. But you know, I have two of those. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I really want to use one, though. I well, really. Yeah, want I
2: mean, even just renting one for a weekend. I. I, I the. Church that I used to work at, they did that. They they were like, okay, let's just rent, let's rent an Ursa for a week, for the weekend, and they did that. I wasn't there at the time. I was kind of was kind of <laughs> bummed that they did that after I left. But um, I you know I use my I've used my black magic on every single forty eight hour film project that we've done. Uh, if you go to uh, my website, wordofmouthpictures.squarespace.com, dot um, uh, you can see all of everything that's shot there was shot on a C three hundred or not C three hundred on a Black Magic Cinema camera. Um, and I think they it looks great. But it, it's it's good when you can really control right. all of the elements. Cool. We're we're being nerdy, but that's okay.
3: <laughs> he no. said we could get
0: nerdy. Yeah, I yeah, know. Please. Like I love
2: gear talk. I don't understand mm-hmm. it all. Dynamic range. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, thirteen I, thirteen steps of dynamic range.
0: Sometimes I shoot things on my iPhone seven. Yeah. It's, oh. it's usually
3: my dog. Uh, you know, when I, one of the Mo films I shot was for Purina, and we won fourth place on it, I think. Um, but every time I, sh- I set up a big camera, my well, I should preface this, it was all based around my cat. So this whole commercial is my cat, and it's supposed to be about, you know, hashtag my great cat or whatever. Um, but every time I set up a big camera, she got intimidated and would not do anything for me at Ugh, all. Talent. so Right? <laughs> so uh, I ended up setting up like an iPhone 5 back then. Uh, just like out of the way. I would still set up lights as I could, but like... Half the shots in that commercial that placed internationally were in iPhone 5. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, well, I've, I've <laughs> always amazing. told
2: people you don't need, or I've always told people like I know, I've always heard, sage. and it's true, the great <clears throat> Confucius says, um, you don't need the best equipment to make something great. That's right. just true. I mean, that's all there is. It's all about the story. It's all about, yeah. um, you're, you're looking like you want to say something.
1: I, I was just going to make fun of you all, but no. <laughs> I don't feel like that's my place. You guys are talking about cameras and things I don't know about.
2: Uh, hey, Corey, tell us the difference between a rolling shutter and a global shutter. Um, do, you, the, do you like shooting on micro four-thirds or full? Let me tell you about five? boom mic. Um, boom Do you technology. use a Zeppelin? Uh, we,
1: we use a, it's a black pole with a microphone at the end of it. Nice. Um, the, the problem Is it, is it shock mounted? Uh, it, I think so. Maybe. Is the
3: cable inside the pole or is it wrapped around it or you use uh, it wireless? It's definitely
1: wrapped around it um, and oftentimes wrapped around me. Um, the problem On I purpose? have with, with these boom mics though is that they can be heavy. Uh, and after holding a boom mic there for like four or five hours, uh, you're just a tired boy.
2: Uh,
1: I think we need to invest in better boom mic technology, um, specifically making them lighter.
0: Maybe like an arm wrist or yeah, arm some brace? Some way
1: to like make sure that blood does not stay in my arms and hurt, which I think is, is, is possibly more high-tech than I'm, I'm just picturing
3: formats. Philip Seymour Hoffman in Boogie Nights the whole time you're talking about <laughs>
1: this. So.
0: Closing thoughts. Uh,
2: I do want to say something just about. Uh, I want to encourage people. I'm, I don't work for the Forty Eight Hour Film Project. I, you know, I, I'm not getting anything from them. But uh, you know, if you're near a city that does one and you're interested in, in filmmaking, that's a good way to get your feet wet. You don't
0: have to be a resident of the cities. They're take no, place in, right? no, you don't. I didn't no. think so. Uh,
2: there are people who travel to cities. They'll they'll uh, do the Louisville and they'll do the Cincinnati or they'll do the Paducah and Louisville. I mean, it's. Uh, it gets expensive, but there are people who just they enjoy it so much. Uh, they, it's their vacation, I guess. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just want to encourage people to uh, check it out. Go to their website. I don't know if you'll provide a link to that. Yeah, or, definitely. Uh, see if there's a city near you. Um, and uh, it, it's just a good way to get practice. And here's the thing: you're not when you go to the screenings don't you don't have to worry about being terrible because we're all just trying that's that's the great thing there are some that are really good that are you can tell these people know what they're doing and there are some you can tell it's their first year and they don't know anything about filmmaking uh but you know what they're proud of what they did and and it's just getting out there and trying so i just wanted to kind of plug that sure anything from
0: you
1: nope
2: Corey, anything, yeah. anything Corey? from the Boom Boy? Uh, I'd like
1: to give a shout-out to all the Boom Boys and girls uh, across this great nation uh, who have to suffer through holding Boom Mics um, and get very little credit for it. Um, I think that's something that the industry really does poorly is is recognizing Boom Boys and girls. <laughs> so, one love. <laughs> all right, with
0: that, we will let everybody go. Thanks for listening. This was a production of the Davis County Public Library.